Hello and welcome to the Blue Collar Business Podcast. On this show, we talk about the highs and the lows of the reality of being in a hard business and how you might overcome and improve. And now, your host, Bryson Turner. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Blue Collar Business Podcast. Um, it's been it's been a couple weeks. Um, I have this is like the first like one of the first times that um I have not been spending every waking moment like either working, figuring out work, bids, that kind of stuff, especially within the last few days. The last few days have been rather hectic. Um, you know, honestly, business is starting to pick up a bit. Um, that's part of the reason that um, I haven't uploaded in a little bit. Um, just cause I mean, there's just one been, I just haven't had a whole lot to talk about. Um, and then for two, there's just hasn't been any time to talk about it. Cause I've been working weekends, weekdays. I got obviously school in the whole mix. That's, I mean, I'm still a full-time high school student. So with all those things, it's just, it's been very hard to find a time, um, that I, when I've had something to talk about. So business, yeah, like I've been, I've been posting recently on um, Nextdoor and stuff like that. Um, it's about aeration season, so it's like the twenty, it's the twenty something of um, September when I'm recording this. It'll be up in probably just a couple days, um, and the twenty fourth. And so I've been posting for like the last, I don't know, three or four days about aerations and nonstop, no joke. I have literally been replying to like a hundred emails a day, not like. In new inquiries every single email, but just going back and forth with people, sending out quotes. I probably had at least like 25 inquiries. Um, got some people have ghosted me after like even before I sent them even the the quote. So it wasn't a price based thing. It was just <clears throat> they just I don't know. I guess they just decided they didn't want it. Um, and then a couple people have um, just turned down because of the price. So because of that, I've gotten probably half those at least um, booked out, which is really great because I mean it's over. It's it's a good it's a good amount of money. Um, but that's not even, that's not even the big, the big thing yet. Um, some people know this, some people don't. Um, so I've been working for a company for the last couple months, I'd say ever since like midsummer, whatever. It's a big, it's called Blackhawk Landscape. Um, it's a big, uh, I guess hardscape, zero scape, that kind of company. Um, and so I, I just started working with them because I wanted to learn things, right? I wanted to figuring out, figure out how to do retaining walls, figure out how to do, uh, rock. I I know how to do rock, but like rock in a better manner where this color lines up with this color. And then you put boulders and then you do a flagstone pathway and then everything just lines up and turns out fantastic. Right. So I wanted to figure out how to do that. Um, I really wanted to figure out how to do artificial turf as well. Um, but we haven't done that yet. Uh, and I don't know how much longer I'm going to be with the company because I have so much work. So the big, the big, I guess I'll get right to it. The big thing is all I've been working all this, uh, this job, this job for months now, putting in tons of hours, a, a fairly low wage, um, just cause I knew I would learn, I would learn valuable things that would help me and help my business, um, in the future. So with that being said, the other day I got a call saying, Hey, uh, my name is blank, whatever, uh, Susie, I guess we could say, um, I need to turn my 1,250 square foot dead grass patch into a full zero scape is what she said. <clears throat> and so I was like, well, and in my mind, I was like, well, we've never done that by ourselves in our own job, but you know what? I'm darn willing to try because I mean, I've done all this stuff now with this company. And so it's not like there's nothing. I, it's not like there's anything I haven't done yet, um, that she's asked me to do. So we went to her house or I went to her house, um, 
we did the initial walkthrough, said, hey, I'm here to listen. What do you want to do? And so then I said, hey, so, I mean, of course, there's the best way to know um, if we're even on the right track of the same page is to know, know your, <clears throat> excuse me, know your budget, right? <clears throat> so basically, I asked her budget. It was like, hey, what are you hoping to get this done for? Because uh, we can work around your budget. You just may be able to do more things or you may be able, you may be able to do less things or we may be not even be in the right ballpark, right? Either on the lower high spectrum. If you're thinking you're spending $45,000 in this backyard, then maybe we need to figure out how to put a water feature back here. But if you think you're spending $3,000, then... I mean, there's something that's not going to line up, right? And so she goes, uh, eight to $10,000, which is by a multiple of several, uh, my largest job ever. So uh, I did the initial walkthrough with her. I asked her that. And in my mind, I was freaking out. I was like, oh my gosh, because this is the biggest job. Like I've, I've very much been um, a simple services person my entire life. You're new to the podcast. I'm 16. I've very much been a simple services, some lands, like some like softscaping, mulching, plants, that kind of stuff, like redoing beds and stuff like that. But I've never taken out grass and put an entire, I'm doing um, an entire backyard basically of this blue gray rock. And then we're doing two flagstone pathways to a little uh, bench area, she called it. So it's literally like a four by six flagstone little uh, patio almost, I guess you could call it. And then one more flagstone pathway from that area to like a bird bath area she wants. So we're going to do a uh, motorized bird bath. So like the water's constantly flowing, that kind of thing. And so on the outside of the paths and stuff like that, the flagstone pathways, we're going to do two feet, I think, on either side of like an Arkansas tan. So it's like a real tannish, like reddish color. Um, and it's, it's just going to make the, we're going to do like a grayish flagstone. Um, and so if you did grayish flagstone with like blue gray rock, it would just not pop at all. So we're going to do uh, two feet on either side of like a tannish color, which will make uh, kind of everything pop a little bit. Um, and then whenever she has her bench, whenever she has her uh, bird bath, that'll give it kind of more of a 3D look. Now, I had, I have some, like I've made designs, stuff like that. I've drawn designs. Um, and so I drew a design. I sketched it up. I took it to her house. I said, hey, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? This is based off kind of what you said. She said, great. And now I need a like a, a rendering, I guess, for uh, the, the HOA. And so I figured out how to do a super duper simple 2D rendering. So basically, she's accepted the job. We just got to get everything approved by the HOA, which obviously is... Um, some of you guys probably know can prove to be a rather hard step. So I'm hoping that um, j just nothing, or everything goes smoothly. They're just like, yep, uh, it doesn't have to be a super complex design. It's just got to be to this standard, I guess. And we just keep going forward. So that's terrifying. Um, I've got aeration, stuff like that. Uh, and yeah, so business has been picking up. I've got a couple, uh, I guess, like cutbacks for plants and stuff like that before the winter. It's a very new climate here because in Florida, I mean, none of this, like half this stuff, like obviously we aerated. Zero scaping just wasn't really a thing, especially in North Florida. Um, it kind of was a little bit more in South Florida, but in, in South and in like all of Florida, man, and I guess just in the South in general, like everything just grows so much. Like here, I, you're, you just don't have like infestations of like just weeds and weeds and weeds and weeds and these runners that get everywhere. And it's all like, I guess it's just a different, Obviously, it's just different, uh, I guess, style here. It's a different, obviously different climate, which kind of commands a different, I don't even know, I, I guess style is the right word, but I'm not really sure what kind of word I'm looking for. So obviously, Colorado is just different. 
Um, I am going to try to learn how to do sprinkler blowouts for next season. Um, I'm also going to try to learn how to do startups for the beginning of this next season, just because it's all extra revenue, right? And then you can do bigger, uh, I guess, Euroscape stuff like that. There was big landscaping in the South, but not just, just not kind of on the level that this is right. These jobs are not as common with Blackhawk. We're doing a big landscaping job every single day in Florida. It was a lot more maintenance crews. Maybe people like the landscaping was, we just put in a crap ton of bushes and plants and shrubs and perennials and stuff like that. And so it's just, like I said, it's just significantly different here. And so I think that uh, with there's just there's just different services here so I'm having to figure it out snow obviously is a big service I've gotten a couple people close for snow this year I'm just using a snow blower and then the next year I'll probably try to break a little bit into commercial snow um, with a big old plow and then if not if I don't decide to do that then I'll definitely do residential uh, plowing actually not just snow blowing just because this year um, with some of the other things I'm trying to accomplish I do not have the funds to kind of go all in on a plow plus uh, I'm I'm buying a, a different truck theoretically like end of this year beginning of next year time frame just because right now um, I have a I have a Tacoma and it works uh, but it's a short bed it it's it's really not an ideal work truck at all um, and also I mean I need a different truck because I'm, I'm wrapping this this next one all that kind of stuff if you know what's going on you know if not you don't um, and so there's th- some things that are going on within the next year that I hope to accomplish and I just need finances for that. And so that includes having a different truck that I can put a plow on, um, and actually be able to push because Tacomas, they're great. They always start, um, but they're obviously not known for being heavy and being able to push, uh, or pull really anything As, like, I mean, yeah, they're, they're really just, uh, they're good for, I mean, it was my first car. It was good for that. It was good for kind of small business around the neighborhood, uh, but especially what it's grown to now, and especially in this new location where I'm doing these big $10,000 jobs, to, like hopefully I can break into that and do more of that size job with this job. When I'm doing those sizes of jobs, a Tacoma just ain't going to cut it. So something more like a 150, 250, uh, 2500, that kind of thing. I don't know if I'm going for a specific brand at this point, um, I just need something that can tow anything up to like a big old dump trailer. Uh, just I don't know what the next year will bring as much as um, like as far as jobs go and stuff like that. However, um, so I've had that. I mean, I have. I mean, I have like a lot of work booked out. I probably have. I'd say gross revenue probably somewhere in the range of thirteen. $13,000 booked out and in the in the profit range somewhere around like $6,500 to $7,000 of uh, work booked out which again full-time in school by myself uh, only been here for a couple months figuring things out still right and so but I mean that's still I'm still very happy with that especially it's my first year here I don't have this clientele base I literally have 25 or like 28 customers in my in my CRM right now there's not and they're not even all customers it's just contacts that I've gotten to give out estimates so it's not there's nothing like massive going on here but I am making sure that when I when I came here I kind of got a fresh start right I kind of got to start over I kind of got to do everything that 
I did wrong in Florida all over again as far as uh, bringing on, like onboarding customers, that kind of thing. The early customers, I didn't get, I didn't start with low prices to have to raise them. So now all my prices are higher, and so now I'm not having to go through this super awkward phase of like, hey, I know I started cutting your lawn for twenty bucks, but now it's actually going to be sixty five this year because um, I just couldn't do that in Florida. I had to slowly work it up. That was just painful. So here it's different. Um, I've gotten to start over, which is nice. Obviously, it's just a little bit slow in the beginning. So um, I'm considering quitting Blackhawk because they are making like, I don't know, 200, 200 to like 260 bucks a week and like just work in the afternoons, um, which is, I mean, it's good, but it's also like I have to drive a lot. I got to pay for gas, that kind of stuff. It's not, it's, and it's also not my own business. So I've learned a lot and I'm grateful for that. However, um, I think that I'm nearing the end of my time with them because I just have so much of my own work. I mean, I could go in in an afternoon make more by by a multiple than I could go that I could make in like an entire week of afternoons of working with them. So um, right now I've only I'm only not working with them on Mondays. But I mean, either I'll go down to like, hey, I can't work with you on Monday, Tuesdays, possibly even Wednesdays. Or, I mean, it totally would make sense at that point of, oh, if you're only working with us for 8 to 12 hours a week, like, we don't really need you anymore. We're going to let you go. That's totally fine with me because then I can kind of just go all in um, because at this point, I'll make more money doing my own thing in, like, the next month than I would if I worked with Blackhawk until the end of, like, January um, and, and while doing all my snow stuff. So, I'll make more money in the next month. I've got $1,000 of pending invoices um, that I just sent out today and yesterday. So there's really not a whole lot um, like holding me back from quitting. I mean, I just, I mean, there's, there's some things like I want, I want to get the, um, the, one of the, one of the guys that works there to do the irrigation for this big job, like th- some drip line, stuff like that. I just don't want to have, I need to figure out a way to exit the company on good terms. Cause I mean, a lot of times, especially with this company, this company is one of those that just sets, uh, ads up on Craigslist and is like, Hey, um, if you want to, I guess if you want to come and work with us, you can come work with us. We're not going to interview you just come work. And if you work out, you work out. And if you don't work out, you don't work out. So it's one of those things that a lot of people leave on bad terms. Um, I think that there hasn't really, the only person that I've seen leave on good terms while I've been working here is some dude who like, he was just, he had worked with Mark on and off for a while. Who's the GM. Um, and he kind of just was like, Hey, my, my doctor said, I can't keep doing this, this, he has like some sort of heart condition. So it was like, okay, so like medically I have to stop working for you. That totally makes sense. But if it's like, Hey, I got my own thing now. Um, and Mark's just, he's not, um, I know I said I wanted to get him on the podcast in the very beginning. Uh, I now do not have that desire currently. Um, he's just, I think he goes through a lot of employee struggles because of his lack of interviews. And he says that, well, I don't got time for interviews, but the thing is he would save so much extra time if he interviewed 20 people and found three good ones and they didn't quit for a year, then if then going through like a couple new people every couple weeks, which is at this point what it is. Um, <clears throat> we, we got, I mean, we haven't gotten new people for probably a month now, but like it's new people every couple weeks and it's new people every couple weeks. And so that time that you spend um, wasted on not having employees on a certain job because maybe they walk off the job and you can't find new ones for the next couple of days. That time that you waste uh, not having employees on the job, interviews would completely make up for that time and you'd get a lot more bang for your buck on that time as far as finding good employees. Because he's just kind of like, hey, show up. 
Uh, if you do good, then we'll keep we'll, we'll keep having you come. And if you don't do good, uh, then you just are not going to be invited back. And so there's a lot of people that leave on bad terms that are like, hey, I quit. Or Mark's like, we don't need you anymore. You're trash at working. Uh, and he's very upfront. He's very blunt. And I don't agree with a lot of the things that he believes in in business um, and a lot of the things that he believes should be put on the employees instead of put on the general manager or the business in general. And so, and I won't go too far into that. I just, I, I just don't agree with a lot of it. Um, and so, and also he's just, I, I am a, I am a professing Christian. I'm a believer. Um, and if you're not okay, if you are, then fantastic. Um, and he also proclaims to be, and I'm not going into the, the uh, matters of somebody's faith. Uh, I just will say that it is very hard uh, to, for me because the way he carries himself is worse than many non-believers I know. The way he carries himself is so foul that it's it's not even like the standard of a non-believer. It's like worse than the standard of a non-believer. And meanwhile, he's a professing Christian and has a complete atheists on uh, his crew of workers and is a very bad witness to all of them. So, um, and if you're not a believer, um, I'm, I'm not like calling you out or anything like that. Um, I'm just saying that I am, and I know that he is. And uh, within our religion, uh, I think that it's wrong how he acts uh, and carries himself because you're. I mean, regardless of you're religious or not, uh, if you if you can see that how if somebody is religious, you would think that they would want to act in a um, correct manner to show, hey, uh, these these people who believe in Jesus aren't these total wackos. They're. I mean, because he's acting just like everybody else in the world. So if you act just like everybody else in the world, then what has Jesus actually done for your life, right? And I get the people like it takes some time to change. Sometimes, um, <clears throat> if you grow up in a uh, life of not being a believer, whatnot. Anyway, not uh, totally what the the podcast is about. Obviously, uh, I'll kind of get more into what uh, I guess the title was. So with this, um, with all this work, here's the change of gears here. With all this work that I've been getting, um, I did a job. I think last Saturday. I don't know. It was it was a couple weekends ago, maybe last weekend. Um, and it was, I'll be honest. Uh, I was kind of not practicing what I was been. I've been preaching on the podcast. Uh, this was kind of like my first job. Uh, really things have just picked picked up in like the last one or two weeks. Um, and this was before things had started picking up. I was struggling a lot, not knowing how I was going to financially be able to reach this uh, goal that I've been trying to, that I'm trying to reach really before the end of the year um, and whatnot. So I, I was not, I didn't know how I was going to be able to reach it. I was like, I just, I just got to take on anything. And so this lady um, posted on next door and we we're like, Hey, we'd be happy to come by and give you a quote for this. It's like weeding and taking out some plants and bushes and weed garden, stuff like that and mulch. And uh, so I went by, I, t I talked to her. I knew from the very beginning, Oh man, this is not a good customer, but, uh, foolish me. I still, I still was like, Oh, well, I just gotta do, we just gotta, we just gotta do it, dude. So I think I bid it for like 770 bucks or something like that. And this lady and I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of talk down on the situation because just how stupid it was. Um, this lady goes, "Hey, she, she basically did like one job that maybe was like an hour of the te the whole job." And she's like, "Hey, I took out uh, these rocks that were like in this drainage area, and I trimmed down all these grasses." And she's like, "Can you send me a new bid?" And so I was like, "Great." you did that. And I was like, I'm not taking off a full hours of work. Cause like you're changing this stuff. That's fine. But I'm not going to send you like, so I sent her a new bid. It was like 720 bucks, 50 buck discount, whatever. 
That's including uh, a $75 dump fee for all the stuff, which ended up being a little, I think about that. Um, and so it's like, she's like, oh, well, I thought it would go down to close to like 500. Thanks anyway. She thought that doing like a one hour task would take down the job $270. It is the most absurd, naive, just the, when the customer just doesn't think. Um, and again, I'm, I'm talking down on the situation a little bit just because it was, it was just so, it was so infuriating it, infuriating. Yeah. There's, there's the word. It was so infuriating that, the, I mean, this lady just ha- like, these people have the audacity to go like, oh, I did a, an hour thing. She even said it took an hour. And she said, oh, I thought it would bring it closer down to 500. Thanks anyway. So at this point, I think I was even at like the gym at this point, And I was like, so if, thanks anyway, does that mean like, I don't need you anymore? And so I messaged her. I was like, hey, just to make sure, uh, are you still wanting our service? And she was like, no, I was trying to get, and here's where the good part comes. She was like, Hey, I was, I was trying to get my ex-husband to pay. Who's actually apparently not her ex-husband yet. Um, going through that process. Apparently she's like, I was trying to get my ex-husband to pay for half of it, but he said no. So I'm not paying for it. So at this point, it's a Thursday. I'm doing the work on a Saturday. It's a Saturday uh, morning. I'm doing the work on, and it's a Thursday night that I get this message. So I'm like, crap. Like I've, I've already scheduled you for Saturday. Um, I don't have really any other work because, I mean, again, like everything started blowing up this last week with aerations, overseeding, fertilization, that kind of thing. It's like, crap, I don't have uh, any work. What if, like at this point, like, what do I do, man? And so uh, I was like, I sucked it up and I said, if we were to do it for 500, would you accept it? And the only reason that I would say, I, I, I would not have done this again, looking back on my situation now, just knowing how much work I've gotten in the last little bit. However, uh, in the situation, I hadn't had any jobs for a long time. So some of the stuff I've talked about and like burnout and things like that are doing what I just did here consistently, which is where the problem becomes a problem because you're doing you're doing the jobs you hate consistently over and over and over again. Sometimes you have to suck it up. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And you just got to make it work like what I did in this situation, which it turned out to be even more of a crap show than I've said so far. But sometimes you just got to do what you got to do and you got to make it work. It's the it's the doing that act repetitively over and over and over again, which is where it becomes like burnout. And it's just not a good business practice. Um, But in this situation, I decided to I even considered what I said on the podcast. I even listened to my own podcast before making this decision. I was like, all right, if it was for 500 bucks, would you? would you still do it? Cause I mean, you canceled like essentially a day. A, wow. That was bad. You essentially canceled a day before. And so, I mean, we don't have anything else to fill the schedule. Like I might as go just, well, just go work that day. And she's like, yep, that's all I wanted to pay originally. And it's like, great. You already accepted the estimate and then did a one hour task and expected $270 to be taken off. So at this point I'm kind of like, just like fed up of like, you know what, man, like this is not going to be my best work. Um, I'm going to put in a satisfactory amount of work, but I'm not going to go above and beyond to make sure this customer is like, wow, because you are paying a lower price. And so you are therefore going to get a lower caring of Bryson's work. Like I just, I just don't care as much about the job. Um, and it's, it's a little bit, I think maybe, uh, a wrong man mindset on my end, but that's at that's point. There's just where I was at. Cause this lady had been rude to me before. I should have never even sent her the bid in the first place. Um, that was my first mistake. And so 
I finished the job or whatever. And she's like, wow, there's, there's still these things here. And so she has like this, it's not even, I don't even know what, like, what to call it. It's like a retaining, it's like a, a sloped hill, but there's like these big boulders that are kind of a retaining wall, but not really. It's more like holding the dirt in place. So these, these, uh, some of these weeds and these bushes and stuff, I would have to dismantle the wall to be able to actually pull out these root systems. And by dismantling the wall, some of the, some of like the wall would like, I mean, there's a chance it could even collapse. So it's like, yep. Uh, we said we'd get the stuff out that we could and we'd spray the rest. Um, if you'd like us to dismantle the wall, it's going to be a significantly more, a significant more charge or a significantly higher charge, I guess. And that was obviously not something in your price and your budget. And so she keeps messaging me. She's like, so when all these are dead, you're going to come back and uh, pick them out. I'm like, no, it's the root ball that we can't get out. That's, that's, I mean, they'll sure up and stuff like that, but it's the root ball that we can't get out. We cut them off as well as we can, whatnot. And two days later, she's like, well, not everything's dead yet. And I'm like, well, you got to give the glyphosate a little bit of time to work. Takes up to a week, whatever. And so far, she has not messaged me back. However, the weird part comes uh, the day that I finished, um, which was like the same day I started. And actually, no, I had to come back the next day because my battery and my weed sprayer died. So I had to come back the next day and spray. And she gave me the check and she was like, so here's your $500 check, but could you do me a favor? And this is, this is where the fraud part in the title comes into play. She's like, could you do me a favor and write me a ch- uh, write me an invoice or send me an invoice for $1,000 that way? So her, her, uh, her motive was she was paying me $500, but she wanted an invoice for $1,000 that way because she was suing her ex-husband to get things done, like the, like to finish like the work on the house or something like that, which seems screwed up because you just kicked your husband out of the house. He, he lost the house because he's getting a divorce. You got the house and the divorce, and now you want your husband to pay for things to, like, fix up the house, for the weeds to be taken out, to, like, do renovations inside the house. Because if you go look at her Nextdoor account, which I have, um, to see if she's posted anything bad about me, um, if you go look at her Nextdoor account, she's, like, doing all these renovations, talking about how great they are, and she's making her ex-husband pay for all this, apparently, because she wanted a $1,000 invoice to say, yep, I paid $1,000 for this. That way, her ex-husband would have to pay 500 of that $1,000, which would be half, right? You split the thing half and half. But if he paid $500 to her and she paid $500 to me, then really she doesn't have to pay anything and she's just making her ex-husband pay for all of it. And this pisses me off because she originally took down the price of $770 because her husband would not pay for half of it. She took the price down for $770, basically said, like, I'm canceling unless we go to $500 because her ex-husband wouldn't uh, wouldn't pay for it. And then she had the audacity to say, could you send me an invoice for $1,000 just so I can get him to pay for half of it anyway? And I, w- I just stood there in utter disbelief. And I was like, well, it, there's two options here. There's two roads ahead. Either I could go off on this lady like I'm going off the microphone right now. Obviously, I didn't choose that option. And I, Or I said, or we can just like find like what seems like a reasonable but really a BS excuse about this. And so quite honestly, I'll, I'll paraphrase, but these are essentially what I said to her. I said, hey, um, we're not really interested in that. For one, because I, I, I said, I said, and I quote, quite honestly, that sounds illegal because I think that is, that's gotta be fraud. If you're saying that I paid a thousand dollars for a service, you only paid $500 for. So instead of kind of getting reimbursed like $225 of it, like for that, your half, or whatever, you want the entire thing back 
just so your your husband can have to pay for all of it and you don't have to pay for any of it. First of all, how Karen-like is that? How selfish is that? Something tells me she was the problem in this situation. Some, a little hunch, huh? Uh, something tells me she was the problem. Uh, but not only that, but I was like, and honestly, like if we get audited and it says we sent out a $1,000 invoice, but we only brought in $500, then I mean we're in trouble on your behalf. So like we, we you we figured it out for you, but then we're in trouble because of that. And so, and she just stood there in like total zero social skills disbelief of like oh okay, I mean it's just a check for a thousand, it's just an invoice for a thousand dollars, not that big of a deal. And I just stood there in utter disbelief, like disgusted of like you seriously took down a small business. $270, a third of the price of the job over that, and then had the audacity to ask them for a bigger invoice so that you could still get all your money back, but you wouldn't have to pay uh, them the, what they act like, what their prices actually are. And I, it's, it's just, it's so frustrating. Like customers that just do not think, they're only thinking about themselves. It's just so frustrating. Um, I mean, I've got other examples and stuff like that. I'll save that for other times, but it's, I mean, it was just, it was, it was one of my biggest tests of patience ever because it, everything in me wanted to just freak out and be like, okay, so here's how it actually is. And actually I did ask her later and she was like, so, uh, whenever this is done, you're going to cut, I think you said you were going to pick all these weeds or whatever. And I was like, nope. Uh, when we sent you the updated invoice with $500, I didn't tell her this originally, but we actually updated some of the terms of service of like, hey, this is what we're going to do. She chose not to read it again. That's fine. But we said, we'll pick the big weeds and we're spraying the rest of the weeds. And so, and I also was like, I, I kind of told her straight. I was like, listen, please go refer back to the original quote if you have any questions. If you still have questions after that and you think we didn't fulfill anything on the quote of $500, then you can come to us and ask us questions. Now, there was no drastic changes. Really, that was the biggest one of like before we're picking all the weeds. Now in the front, we're just picking the weeds that kind of stuck up and we're spraying all the weeds on the ground. Um, and we're not going to go through and pick all those. And, and I was like, also, ma'am, we gave you a $250 over that price break. I don't remember what exactly what I said, but it was something along the lines of, like, we gave you a $250 break. And I don't remember what I said after that, but I still haven't gotten a message back and it's been like four days. So I think that kind of like shut her up a little bit of like, oh, let's stop being entitled. We got a huge discount because we canceled on the person the day before that they were canceling, they were counting on the work. Because typically like project-based work of like, um, like cleanups and stuff like that, typically once those are accepted and they've been accepted for like a week, typically they don't really just cancel. Like that's that's really something that I'd say doesn't happen 96% of the time at least. And so when you cancel the day before, it's not like a mo where it's like, oh, 55 bucks, 65 bucks, amounts amount that much money or whatever. It's like $770. That's a big deal. It's a full, like it's more than a full day, full day at work. I was going to be working that Saturday and part of Sunday afternoon to finish that. And so when you get that down, you have the audacity to ask, I know I'm just saying the same thing, but the audacity to ask for a different check, which is one I I haven't looked up yet, but it's, it's 100% illegal. There's no way, there's no way that's not illegal. And even if it is illegal or even if it is legal, it's just super morally wrong. Like, 
I mean, like I said, something tells me she was the problem. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's really I mean, that's really most of what I've got for this podcast episode. Um, I just I I heard that I I called my cousin John, who used to be my co-host, and I was like, "This is what just happened," because we share most things with each other. I was like, "This is what just happened," and we were both just sitting there like, "That is crazy!" Like, just ah oh, man, I will never work for this lady again. Um, obviously. And I think I need to do, now that I'm getting the work, now that I, I don't have to accept kind of like whatever's thrown at me, um, I'm still accepting a lot of it because it's not like I'm drowning in work, right? I just have enough or enough where I'm kind of like, okay, we're in a good spot right here. Um, and hopefully cleanups will start soon after aeration. And I'll just, I mean, I'll just keep the ball rolling, right? We're kind of in a different season because you don't have to be here from the beginning of spring to be able to get fall cleanups. Now, when the phone, when you when you get here after the phones kind of stopped ringing for mowing and stuff like that, and yeah, for recurring services, that's where kind of I was hit hard with revenue when I got here. Of like, right now I only have like two or three people that I'm mowing right now. But as far as aerations go, as far as cleanups go, as far as snow goes, um, you don't have to be here for the spring because that, that doesn't dictate anything at all. Now, if you have the customers and you can serve those people in a different way, like aerations and cleanups and stuff like that, then sure. But you can pick up new customers by that all the time. And then those customers convert some into mowing customers. And then the mowing customers next year will convert some into everything. And so you just start to build. I mean, that's just how businesses are built. That's very simple, um, I guess, very simple knowledge. So, yeah, I guess now that I'm not hurting for work as bad, then I'll be able to have a little bit more of a self-control of like, oh, I really need this. So, yeah, I mean, it's been the last, it's, it's been good. Um, again, just trying to figure out terms to leave Blackhawk on figuring out what I'm doing when my next thing. I mean, tomorrow after school, I'm doing um, like a, it's like an acre, almost like a, a mow for most of it. And then like, there's like some areas that have to be cut back with a trimmer. Super easy, super quick, 350 bucks. Not really worried about it. I'm going to use the the John Deere tractor mower that I got. Um, and hopefully that guy still keeps running because hopefully that, I mean, I fixed a couple parts on it and hopefully that'll make me um, some good money within the next bit here. So, I mean, yeah, I just, I mean, just keep chugging. Um, I'm just going to keep, just keep working on it. Um, hopefully the, the HOA will approve that big design and we'll just be, I'm hopefully trying to get that done by this year, um, just before the freeze and stuff like that, but it's going to look fantastic. Um, if you guys are not following us yet on Instagram, it's, uh, the underscore blue and it's, it's like underscore between every single word. It's the blue collar business it's either a pod or podcast. I can't remember. Um, it's, it's a blue microphone. That's our logo. Um, if you're not following us on Instagram, then definitely follow us there. Um, my business is BNT lawn care on Instagram. And then my personal is Bryson J Turner, um, on Instagram. Uh, if you guys are not following the, especially the business and the podcast one, I don't, I don't care if I could care less if you follow me on, uh, regular IG, but at least follow the podcast, at least follow, um, the, my business page and stuff like that. You'll be able to see some of the updates of jobs we're doing that kind of thing as we move, especially into the next year. Um, I'm really excited for this next year. Cause I have so many, I'm, I've been thinking about it today. Um, I've been listening to the lawn care business success podcast a lot with Julio Tomei. Um, and something about his podcast, like I listen to a ton of podcasts, a ton of business podcasts, a ton of business podcasts specifically towards like landscaping mowing, but something about his thing that is just so real and so authentic all the time about like, he's, I mean, he'll share something about his life before and then go into the actual pot top. To, uh, 
podcast topic and i think i discovered him like oh like last month this last year like a month a month ago last year um and something about him just like invigorates like excitement about me of like thinking about the future of next year i'm gonna offer this 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 and this and this timelines and i'm gonna start planning out offering this and i'm gonna let my customers know that i I offer this and i'm gonna chase down these customers for this job and this job and this job and to update this whatever it's made me really excited about the next year and really have kind of gained some confidence now that I've gotten some work. So, um, yep, I've, so after probably my aeration route, I'll do another podcast. Um, so there's bound to be something interesting that happens then. So, um, and just some more updates and stuff like that. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, and we'll see you guys on the next podcast.